here. Welcome to She Can, the podcast, where the goal is for you to leave each episode feeling empowered to go after what you want and knowing that if she can, so can you. Let's get started. Friend, I hope you're well. I am excited to be talking to you today about something that I read recently that has challenged my beliefs somewhat. And actually, it started to make a lot of thoughts that I've had and experiences that I've had make a lot of sense. And it's from Dr. Julie Smith's book, Why Has No One Told Me This Before? And it's on the chapter on self-doubt and the key to building confidence. And a part of this chapter is a section on why you don't need to work on your self-esteem. And the next part of it is why positive affirmations don't work. And both of those things, I thought, oh, wait a minute, what, what's she talking about? You know, I, I thought you did have to work on your self-esteem and I, I do believe that positive affirmations work. And I was keen to dive in and find out more about it. And actually, so much of what she writes about makes sense. So basically, she talks about the fact that Obviously, there's a whole industry built on self-esteem and the idea that if you just believe you can, then you can. You know, it's this whole sparkly notebook thing. If she believes she could, so she did. Believe you can and you will, all that kind of stuff. And obviously, we know that there's an element of whatever you believe that you can achieve is, is correct. But there's also a whole load of deeply seated beliefs that you have in your mind that will prevent that sparkly notebook slogan from working its magic every time. And self-esteem generally means being able to evaluate yourself positively and believe in those appraisals. So when you look at yourself, when you you look at what you've achieved so far or you look at what you're challenging yourself with and you're only positive and you just believe in all of that. So anyone trying to increase your self-esteem, you maybe have a think about what you've done that's been really powerful, what have you done that you've been really successful at, what are your strengths and then you're basically convinced to believe that you can become a success in the world because you've been successful at something before, so you passed your driving test or you got your degree at uni, therefore you can do hard things and you can go on to achieve your future goals. That's the kind of concept around some of the self-esteem promotion techniques. But the thing is, as humans, we have a problem with the concept of success. We link it to the idea of money, of winning, of standing out and being acknowledged by others. So the question comes then, how do you actually know if you're winning? You compare yourself to others. Maybe you go online and you pick any of the 4.6 billion internet users from across the world and you find someone who is doing it better than you, who has more followers than you, who has better sales than you, who looks better than you. All of the things, someone out there is doing something better than you. And when you do that, your self-esteem might take a hit because if you're not the winner, then you start to see yourself as the loser instead. And this actually relates back to recently when I spoke about how I started comparing this podcast to like the most popular podcasts in the world. And instead of seeing that they're completely different and there's a scale, I started comparing myself to the best in the world. Therefore, this one wasn't successful. And that that was just an example of one thought that I had that 
obviously challenges your self-esteem. We have these thoughts every single day, day in, day out, but it's actually how you then reframe that and what you take from that and what action comes from that that's really, really important. So if you're staying offline and you don't compare yourself to any of the 4.6 billion users of the internet across the world, what do you do? Maybe you compare yourself to your friends and your family and maybe that'll help you see if you've been winning or not. And again, doing that is actually not going to nurture healthy relationships. It's going to foster feelings of jealousy and inadequacy and associating a measure of success to worthiness would just make it difficult to truly connect with the people that you're comparing yourself to. So that's not going to work. What happens if you lose your job and your friend gets a promotion or your friend gets the promotion and you don't or your friend manages to hit the target and you don't, then where does that leave you? Basically, self-esteem can and want to be relied on when it's a contingent on being a success. It's basic, Julie Smith says in her book, it's psychological rent that you can never stop paying. And how true is that? Psychological rent that you can never stop paying when you start treating your self-esteem as uh, currency dependent on the performance of not only yourself but also on others and how you fit in that scale you're just setting yourself up for failure and obviously every single time that happens you're being driven by a scarcity mindset you're being driven by that fear of being inadequate and you're never going to feel good about yourself you're never going to feel like you're going to get any further forward you're just doing yourself esteem more damage than than anything else so actually why focus on it So the second element of this was Ditch the Positive Affirmations. It's a section of the book called Ditch the Positive Affirmations and I felt affronted (laughs) when I read this. But actually it really draws on a lot of learning that I have done before with Tony Robbins and he's not a big fan of positive affirmations either. And the reason for that is it can be like putting icing on a mud pie because you're just putting icing and sprinkles on something that is so far from that underneath that it's actually not doing any good. So, you know, you go on Pinterest and you look up positive affirmations and you'll find a host of affirmations. I am strong, I am lovable, all these kind of things. And there is actually a small amount of evidence to show that repeating affirmations for people who already have a high self-esteem and believe in themselves can actually be really beneficial. The difference comes when people have a very low self-esteem and they absolutely do not believe the words that they are speaking because they just they feel like they're lying to themselves. And the reason for that could be the, the internal dialogue that we have. So as soon as you start telling yourself that you're strong, you're lovable, and you actually don't believe you are, then your inner critic is going to start coming up with reasons why you're actually not you're actually not that strong though and you're actually not that lovable then you end up with a an an internal battle and plenty of time to focus on all the reasons why you're not those things while you're desperately trying to actually change that narrative in your head so in in this book dr julie smith recommends that instead she spoke about a study that proved that actually when those with low self-esteem were told it's okay to experience negative thoughts, their mood actually improved. 
because they no longer had that battle with trying to convince themselves of something that they didn't yet believe. So on days where you don't feel strong, on days where you feel like you can't handle a situation, you don't have to tell yourself that you can. You don't have to tell yourself that you are particularly strong. You can acknowledge that feeling this way sometimes is just, you know, you're a human being. You don't feel particularly strong right now. And respond to it instead of a fight in, in your mind. Respond to it with a feeling of compassion, encouragement and just the way I think of this is imagine it was your best friend feeling low about this how would you react rather than saying yes you are yes you can fighting with it just have that compassion and that gentle encouragement and then you can turn the things that help you to feel confident in your own strength again by using actual actions to move you forward with that so the way that you start to believe something more positive about yourself is actually to use action to create uh, evidence for it. So the more evidence that you can create for that belief, the better. So although affirmations might not be the best strategy for those with low self-esteem, words still matter. And if mistakes and failures lead to an onslaught of self-attack, then you can't let any of that go unchecked. You can't talk to yourself badly like that because that self-criticism and that self-loathing is just going to lead you further and further down a track that you don't want to be on. So you can't always stop it, but you can respond to it with an alternative that serves you better. So if you think about having a professional coach and how they would react to your words and your thoughts talk to yourself the way the professional coach would talk to you. Talk to yourself in a compassionate and encouraging manner because there's also been studies to prove that talking to yourself compassionately and with encouragement can actually have far greater effect than just completely opposing the thoughts that you're having. So I learned um, and unleash the power, unleash her power within, I learned a system for basically identifying disempowering belief patterns and changing them into empowering patterns. So there's one thing just, you know, googling affirmations and reading the affirmations that you see. That probably won't work for you because you don't believe half of it and you have these patterns, these BS patterns that you always revert to. So have a think about the different areas of your life So that may be the area of your physical body and then your finances and then your career and then your relationships and your time or your your contribution and your emotions. So those are the different categories that you can focus on. Physical body, finances, career, relationships, time, contribution and emotions. So it's a really good exercise to just take a take a piece of paper and write a line down the middle, draw a line down the middle. On one side, you've got disempowering patterns. That's your BS beliefs, basically. And then on the other side, you write empowering patterns. So go through each category and just empty your mind with beliefs that you have about yourself in that area. So physical body, for example. When I did this, I... The first one that I wrote down was I'm slow. And this is really interesting because I was actually talking to my friends about this recently. There's a book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And it talks about how people who are successful in life, most people who are successful in life 
tend to be in a certain age group. So they were older for their year at school. So instead of being, you know, just turned five when they started school, they were just turning six or they were one of the one of the eldest in their year. And what happens with that is when you're one of the eldest in your year, you perform significantly better than the younger kids in your year in primary one because you are faster, you're stronger, there's a big difference in the in the time of you know between nine months to a year at that age. So what happens when you perform better in primary one is say physical body, for example, you you're faster, you're stronger because you're bigger. You you maybe then win the race, so that boosts your self esteem. So then you maybe go into another race, so then you win that one again. Maybe you're put into a group with other older kids, and those children are also excelling with you know physical activity, and then. Maybe you are selected for certain sports where the younger kids wouldn't be. And when I read this book, so basically the the outcome of that is with most professional athletes, most professional teams, studies have shown that they were the eldest in their year. They were among a group of children who were older in their year than, than the other ones. Very rarely does one of the youngest children in the class become a professional athlete. And that that's all from Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers. And when I read that, I felt like it was a massive weight off my shoulders because I was one of the youngest in my year. I was actually the second youngest in my year. And I always came last at every sport. I always told myself that I was rubbish at physical activity. I always told myself that, you know, I I couldn't do PE and I'm slow, I'm slow, I'm slow. Just always kept running in my head. And it didn't really affect me, to be honest, with academic work because I was always pretty bright for my year. But I do sometimes wonder if I was in the year below me and a lot of the children in the year below me actually were still older than me because I started school at a ridiculously early age. But it just made me think it's so interesting how you have these patterns, these disempowering belief patterns ingrained in your mind from when you're five years old or four years old. In my case, I was four when I started school. You have... You still have them at the age of 36 because they're so ingrained. So when I did, back to the topic in hand, when I did this exercise, the physical body one was I'm slow. Um, Also another story that I would tell myself was um, comfort food is good for the soul. You know, I had this thing where I, if I felt like I needed cheered up, I would reach for comfort food because it's good for the soul. Um, and I would also tell myself stories like planning meals is hard, things like that. Just, you know, silly patterns that actually don't really serve you. So then you go through that with every area. So finances, maybe it's, I'm not good with money. And that's a pattern that you just keep telling yourself. Um, with your career, maybe it's something like, I used to be good at this, but I'm not so good at it anymore. Or... I am not a strong leader or whatever it could be. Go through all of that with relationships, time, contribution and emotions. And then what you want to do is go through an investigation of your beliefs. So the first step to changing your beliefs is asking, 
Is it true? So for me, physical body, I am so slow. Is that true? Is that actually true? If I was to compare myself to other women of my age, am I particularly slow? Probably not, you know. There's plenty of women who are much faster than I am, but there's plenty of women who are much slower than I am. And you're always, always lapping everyone who's sitting on the couch. So is it actually true? No, it's not. Well, what is the truth? The truth is that is an old belief that was ingrained in me from when I was four years old and I still have that playing in my mind. So what is the truth? The truth is that I run often and I can challenge myself to run faster by setting myself small goals and staying on track with a plan and a system to improve the times of my runs. Now, when you do this, you start to become aware of things that you say that are not true and you become really sensitive to it. So things like, oh, I'm I'm a mess. I'm sorry, I'm late. I'm such a mess. Or I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Do you play that phrase in your mind like it's your favourite song? I am so tired. Or I'm such an introvert. I'm such an introvert. I just have no willpower. Honestly, I just have no willpower. When you say things like that out loud and in your mind, you're just owning the labels. So when you start to become aware of those labels, you start to either own the labels if you want to own them, or if you decide that actually they're not a good fit, then you just rebrand them and decide what label that you actually want to own around that thought. So what is the absolute truth? So with my slow running thing, the absolute truth is that I am not a slow runner. I'm not particularly fast, but I do work hard on running. So maybe then your new belief is I consistently focus on my strength and ability of my physical body because that's true. If I was to completely change that to I am fast, it's not really true and my mind would be completely saying, no, you're not, no, you're not the whole time. But it is true that I consistently make an effort to strengthen my physical body. That's true. I can absolutely get behind that. So design your own affirmations, design your own empowering beliefs around about your BS patterns because it's so much more effective than just completely changing it from black to white because that causes an internal battle in your mind which as we have learned actually causes you to stay in the same place or actually have further regression because you're constantly focusing on the battle and the reasons why that's not actually the truth. So this is a really interesting exercise because you'll start to just realise what thoughts you play like a record in your mind a lot and then how do you then, once you've got that belief, how do you how do you build it? How do you strengthen that? How do you strengthen the belief that instead of I am slow, you're changing it to I consistently work on my physical strength? Let's take that just for an example. How do you drill that? Repetition is the mother of all skill. You just repeat and repeat and you repeat and you repeat. Because if you're not even aware of what the truth is, then that that record will keep playing 
and you'll be telling yourself lies and it'll be holding you back in every area of your life without you even realising that. The first step is awareness and doing that exercise will just get all of that head junk onto paper and then you can actually start to analyse it and think, where does that come from? Why did I think that? And how can I move forward from that? And what actually is the truth? And then you can just question and investigate it, investigate the reasons behind it and question why you think that and then rewrite it all based on the absolute truth. And then once you've rewritten it all based on the truth, you say it out loud, you declare it and you own it. And it's not just a case of saying, you know, I'm consistent with my efforts to become physically stronger. It's literally owning it and putting your whole body behind it and rather than seeing it as an affirmation see it as an incantation because your whole physical body is behind it you know you're strengthening you're pulling in your core muscles and you're feeling it in your core when you actually say those words I am consistently working on physical strength or I am the kind of person who consistently works on her physical strength that's also another one that just kind of eases you into it. I am the kind of girl who, before you actually say the new belief. And the more you do that, the more you repeat it, the more it'll stick. Another example of this that could be, say for example, we'll go for relationships. So a limiting belief or a disempowering pattern, a BS story that I had in my mind when I did this, this exercise was I am always distracted when I'm working and being a mum so I find that that balance challenging and I am always distracted either with the children or with my business so I wasn't being present in either part and that was kind of drilling away at me and it was the mum guilt just making me question either are you a good enough mum or are you a good enough businesswoman and that thought was just wearing wearing me down and I managed to reframe that to the phrase well I started asking me question, asking myself questions about that like what impact does my business have on my children so obviously it creates a financial benefit for them we live in the place that we live, we have the holidays that we have, we drive the car that we have, we're surrounded by the people that we have a lot because of my business. Um, what impact does my children have on my business? Well, they're the reason I do it. You know, they are the biggest driver for me. So the both are interlinked and there was definitely a way that I could reframe that whole thought process to serve me rather than to hinder me. So I reframed it to, my ambition shows my children what's possible. My ambition shows my children what's possible. I can get behind that. I can absolutely believe that because the more ambitious I am as a parent, the more they can see that mummy is putting herself out there and working hard in order to show them how to work hard in order to show them what's possible. I can get behind that thought so then you drill it remember repetition is the mother of all skill you just keep repeating it and have it as an incantation that you keep focusing on rather than just having these things that you're not even aware of swimming around in your mind and pulling you down where possible so I hope that's helped you just do that exercise 
disempowering patterns on one side, empowering patterns on the other. Have a think about why you think the way that you think. Question it, investigate it. Maybe you'll be taken back to a moment in your childhood where someone said something to you and that's why you still believe the way that you do. Um, Maybe you apologise all the time for certain things. Why are you doing that? Just really question yourself, drill it down and then reframe it and drill it in and repeat and repeat and repeat until you have yourself a new empowering pattern of thoughts that is actually serving you instead of bringing you down and realising that you're not actually a crazy person if you've just never clicked with positive affirmations. If you do positive affirmations and the very thought of saying, I am strong, just gives you, you know, the fear, then there's a reason for that and it's okay. You just have to figure out the way that works for you. So I hope that helps and I will speak to you soon. Loads of love. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value from that episode today, then I would love for you to share it on your social media. You'll find me at Instagram at UK, and the podcast is at SheCanPod. And if you found value, then please hop onto Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review. I would love you forever. And that really helps the visibility of the podcast and helps us get good guests and all the rest of it on the podcast. So Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for spending your half hour with me and I hope to see you really soon.